Welcome to the Autism Empowerment Podcast, your source for acceptance, enrichment, inspiration, and empowerment in autistic and autism communities worldwide. Wherever you identify in your autism or autistic journey, Autism Empowerment is here to meet you along the way. We are an autistic-led podcast, 501c3 nonprofit charity, and publisher of Spectrum Life magazine. In today's episode, we're previewing the Milestone Summer 2021 issue of Spectrum Life magazine. This issue marks five years of Spectrum Life magazine being a program of autism empowerment, and also 10 years of autism empowerment serving youth, adults, and families within autism and autistic communities. All summer long, we'll be going behind the scenes, combining content from our magazine and our podcast. So let's get going. And we're back in the studio. Hey there, Karen. We are back. I like that. Hey, John, how are you today? I'm super excited. Our anniversary is right around the corner, and I'm feeling the excitement in the air. Yes, indeed. Autism Empowerment reaches our 10th anniversary on Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. We'll be having our next podcast episode releasing at that time to celebrate that memorable occasion. Speaking of things that are memorable... We realize that this particular episode, number 18, is coming out on Monday, May 31st, which is Memorial Day. We want to take a moment to honor the U.S. military personnel who have died in performance of their military duties while in service to our country. Thank you and God bless. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up, John. I also think it's important for us to recognize and pay homage to those men and women who gave their lives for something bigger than themselves. You know, it's been a while since we've had a chance to say hello to our podcast friends. So hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us here today for the Autism Empowerment Podcast. My name is Karen Krejcia, and I'm the executive director and co-founder of Autism Empowerment and one of your regular hosts. I'm here with my husband, John Krejcia, who is our programs director and other co-founder. Since it's been a little while since our last show, what we're going to do is a little chatting here first. Then we'll get into our main topic, which is a behind-the-scenes preview of the summer 2021 issue of Spectrum Life magazine. I'm now going to turn this over to John, who will be asking questions, sharing in the discussion, and helping us stay on track. I'd be happy to keep us on schedule and keep an eye on the clock for us today. Karen and I wanted to talk to you about why we haven't been on the air in the past month. So, Karen... Let's talk about why we haven't been on the air in the past month. John, that's a great question. First of all, I want to thank all the regular listeners out there for your patience and understanding. And thanks to all the people who wrote to us and asked if we were okay. We appreciate that. That means a lot. Our original intent when we made the decision as an organization to bring back the podcast in January was that we would be offering shows on a regular basis. We were really optimistic about our scheduling. And the hope was that we would be publishing two new shows every week. We were hoping for Mondays and we were hoping for Thursdays. And that was a pretty ambitious schedule. We had really great intentions wanting to get a lot of content out there. There are so many different things that we could talk about. The thought was that we could record multiple shows in advance, potentially as a series, and then we could release them on a certain schedule. So if things got really busy behind the scenes of the operations of our organization, We'd still have shows in the can that we could put out. And that did work for a while. But then when you add in transcripts, show notes, Spectrum Life magazine, daily operations, and daily life, we realized that it was a bit ambitious. 
Also, we just came off of two pretty big months for the autism community, wouldn't you say, Karen? Yes. So April was Autism Acceptance Month. And for those of us that are autistic and those of us who are involved in autism families, autism organizations, there is content overload in that month, particularly if you're heavily involved and engaged. That is just a really super busy time. And in our organization with that, also came our spring issue of Spectrum Life magazine and a variety of different organizational commitments. What I also wanted to touch on was this recent month of May, because that's Mental Health Awareness Month. Just like April being Autism Acceptance Month, we should have mental health awareness and acceptance for different mental health conditions and challenges all year long, right? When we hear about a lot of these topics and we're experiencing a lot of them ourselves, we notice in our community, that a lot more people come to us in crisis. So in our line of work, behind the scenes, things that a lot of people don't see is that John and I often will get more emails or phone calls or people reaching out in crisis. And it can be very difficult. And a lot of people were in crisis in the last 60 days. And we know that what we see is just a very small portion of what it looks like out there. But For those people that come to us, it's extremely important, and it has been very difficult. And so we have been helping people. We've been also dealing with some of our own challenges, and we've prioritized in the process faith and family and health. So the bad news is that we're a bit behind on shows, but the good news is that we have so many interesting and important things to discuss And we've had some learning lessons along the way about what kind of things we can take on and what will burn us out. And we also have some celebrating to do, too. So let's get into that. Let's transition back to our main show topic today, which is our summer 2021 issue of Spectrum Life magazine. That sounds great. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. So, Karen, why are we doing this program today, the preview of Spectrum Life, Summer Edition 2021? Back in April during Autism Acceptance Month, that was when our spring 2021 issue of Spectrum Life was released. We thought it would be interesting to preview the magazine on the podcast. The idea was that a lot of our podcast listeners might not be regular Spectrum Life magazine readers, and a lot of our readers might not be podcast listeners. So we thought... Let's do this crossover that gives both of our audiences a taste of the different kinds of things that we share in each format. In doing so, it lets people know about the quality and the diversity of content that they can expect in each issue or each podcast, and also gives a chance to share fun facts and behind-the-scene details that they wouldn't learn otherwise. That show worked out really well and got lots of positive feedback, so now that the summer issue of Spectrum Life magazine just went to press, we're back. This one is extra special because it includes two milestone anniversaries. But before we get into that, I want to really say a special thank you to everyone out there who invests in autistic and human potential. As a small grassroots nonprofit, Autism Empowerment would not have the financial means to produce the content that we do without the support of listeners like you. Sometimes those funders are able to make very generous gifts that help sustain us. We're very appreciative to the Cooney Foundation at cooneyfoundation.org for honoring our organization with an imagination grant and showing their support of both Spectrum Life magazine 
and the Autism Empowerment Podcast. Yes, thank you so much to the Cooney Foundation. We were humbled by all of the support. Before we get into the heart of the magazine, Karen, I have a question for you. When's the next issue coming in and when can people expect it? Great question. We just went to press and the next issue should be arriving on the 7th of June, which is a Monday. John, since you do the deliveries, can you talk a little bit about the schedule? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. The magazine, as you said, comes out next Monday, and that's when we'll be receiving it. We'll start distribution Tuesday, and that will be in the Vancouver area and Clark County. From Wednesday, June 9th to Monday, June 13th, I'll be doing deliveries around the Portland metro area, which is on the Oregon side of the Columbian. That's really great. For others of you out there who do not live in the southwest Washington, Portland metro, Salem area, We are distributing the magazine also to a number of different counties through mail. We also have subscription options. Additionally, we have electronic copies of the magazine that are released online, and those will be available online to download either as an electronic magazine or to read as individual blog articles, and that will start happening on Tuesday, June 8th. Fun fact alert. Fun fact? Fun fact. I'd love a fun fact. With this issue, we are going to be in 32 counties in Oregon and Washington. It's the most counties we've ever been in. That's awesome. Our goal has always been to be able to reach underserved areas. We hope eventually that the publication is national. A lot of the content that's within the magazine is really applicable to wherever you would live throughout the country. In fact, in a lot of cases throughout the world. So... Please be open to reading that and checking that out and supporting us with it if you can, because we would love to bring that nationwide. Absolutely. You can check out the SpectrumLife.org website if you're looking to pick one up in the Oregon, Southwest Washington area under Find a Copy to find where you can pick up a copy of the current issue in print. So I want to go over the magazine section by section. Let's start with advocacy. I love the advocacy section of our magazine because it really highlights stories from our community. This time, the first story is one that you did, John, Hispanic Disability Support, Pasitos Gigantes. On our cover this time, we have a picture of Gabriella Ewing and her son, Logan, and they are our cover models for this particular issue. John, you were the one who did the interview. Yes. So we've known Gabrielle and her family for a number of years now, and we want to be authentic. That's very important to autism empowerment. So we wanted to give the viewpoint from someone who lives and works regularly supporting Spanish-speaking families. We recognize individuals and families within the Spanish-speaking, Latinx, and Hispanic communities many times have additional challenges, and we want to bring to light some of those extra things that are weighing on that community and facing. And when you say authentic, John, what we're talking about is a lot of times, well, we all know that autism intersects all races and ethnicities, right? But a lot of times for people that live in the intersections of race and ethnicity and different cultures, there is a different way that they have of looking at disability. And for our Spanish-speaking communities, a lot of times some of the issues that they're dealing with are not just language barriers, access and equity barriers, but cultural barriers as well. And it's not something that you and I can speak to since we're not Hispanic, we're not Spanish speaking. It would be 
just like we would not want to have, I would not want to have someone speak for me as an autistic woman who is not autistic. Or a woman. Right. We want Spanish-speaking people to be able to speak for their community. And so that's what this article is all about. And the Hispanic Disability Support, Gabriela talks about a lot of the concerns that not only the Hispanic disability communities have, but also other communities of color that they work with. And I hope people pick up the article and really get the sense we really try to honor that and we want to try to honor their community. And we want to open more discussions for that. There is still a long way to go. But I do have a fun fact about Gabriella. Uh-oh, fun fact alert again. Fun fact alert. That's what we're all about. Guess where Gabriella currently has the Office for Hispanic Disability Support? Why, well, no, it's within the ARC Family Center. Yes. In Vancouver. It's in the exact same office, exact same room where Autism Empowerment had our first office. A second fun fact alert. Yeah. I actually painted that room green. (laughs) (laughs) Much to their dismay, I'm sure. (laughs) This is the kind of quality information you guys can get by turning into the podcast. All of the behind the scenes stuff that you're not going to get in the magazine. I will post a picture of John painting the room green. In the show notes page. Absolutely. I will. I look forward to that. Yeah. So next in that particular section is a longtime contributor, Judy Andow. Yes. Judy has been contributing to the magazine for a number of years now. The article that she wrote is called How to Figure Out If an Autistic Needs Fixing. Wait. Stop the presses. Not literally because we've already uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave a spoiler alert in the subtitle. Did you not? I did add a spoiler alert to her article, yes. What was that? I said, spoiler alert, they don't. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, so Judy was an autistic woman in her 60s who's been writing for us for a number of years, but not really writing for us as much as writing on her own website, writing books, writing for the autistic and autism community in general. In this article, this advocacy article, there are a few different points that Judy makes in regards to language and how people look at autism and autistic and make determinations on how to treat people based on those things. One of the points that Judy was trying to make is when she says, quote, I am autistic and I have autism. Both apply. Both are true. I do not need to choose only one statement as my truth. Now, that's a bit controversial in our community of identity first versus people first versus whatever it is that you want to talk about in terms of how we choose to engage in autistic linguistics. But what she's referring to here is more the idea of autism in its diagnosis under the medical model of disability versus autistic in its personhood in its cultural aspect and having people make the mistake in this point of history, which most people do, that having autism and being autistic are the same thing because they're not. She discusses that in the article. When people think it's the same thing, they think that many autistic people are still assumed in need of fixing as if having autism is the sum total of our existence based on that notion. I'll let you read the article and make your own assessment on it. But Judy essentially is going 
through this piece, letting people know that what we need sometimes is autistic people. Certainly we need help and support, and certainly we want to live our best life possible. But sometimes when we want to live our best life possible, we don't need therapy. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we just need support and friendship and being able to be included in activities like the rest of society. Okay. Thank you for that, Karen. Let's now move on to Lifespan. This started out with a poem from someone very special to me. It was from you, and it was called Double Take. Thank you, John. From the very first issue that Autism Empowerment published of Spectrum's magazine in summer 2016 until our fifth anniversary issue of Spectrum Life magazine in summer 2021, we have included poetry within our pages. It's really important to us to show that creative aspect. Sometimes the poems have come from siblings. Most of the time they come from someone on the spectrum. They've come from youth, teens, and adults, all genders. Sometimes the writer has been mostly non-speaking. The topics have been various and many are quite profound and inspiring. Many times the poems end up in our Stories from the Spectrum, Autism from an Autistic Perspective series. This is one of those poems that is part of that series. I was inspired to write Double Take in May of 2021, just recently. Generally, I'm a deep thinker. Some would say, I'm pretty intense. Very intense. John would say, I'm incredibly intense. (laughs) Very incredibly intense. (laughs) I tend to take a long time to revise my work. I often have a hard time getting started when I'm writing. But with Double Take, I was really inspired to write it by my faith. Everything flowed. In fact, I was in the middle of editing. This is the process for this poem. I was in the process of editing two other writers' articles for this issue, as well as trying to balance out how the layout of this issue was going to flow from a storytelling perspective. When a feeling came over me that just said, double take, double take, and then words started to flow in my head, spoken word poetry style, almost like a rap. Now, that's something that happens to me on occasion, and usually I run through it in my head. But for some reason, I had an urge this time to type it out, to record it. So I opened another window in Google Docs. I probably That was like number 12? <laughs> Having 12 windows open would actually be a light day for me. I've got dozens. Yes, thank you, John. And I typed in two words, double take. And then... I just let the fingers fly and I started doing the spoken word poetry in my head. And then within 10 minutes, the poem came out. Well, the first draft of it, which was almost entirely the final draft. Very few revisions. And then I went back to work on other things. I just went right back into my editing mode. And it wasn't long before I realized I kept periodically hearing this voice in my head saying, double take. And I realized I was going to include that poem in the magazine. I realized I wrote it not for me, although I got a lot out of it myself, to be honest. But it was for all of the people that had been struggling, all of the people who'd been recently experiencing insecurity and depression and loneliness and anxiety and all of these mental health challenges, the people who feel broken and depressed and anxious and feel that for some reason there's something wrong with them and they're broken and they're not. You'll have to read it and see what you think. But I shared it with my husband. I, was, I wasn't I was sure because I don't usually come up with things that quickly and then feel like I want to potentially publish them. 
But when I shared it with him, and I'll admit I was feeling vulnerable when I did so, he thought it was worth having other people read. It was interesting because after Karen had talked to me and wanted to share the poem with me, and she did, and I was just like, wow. Later on, she shared the poem with both of our kids. And a lot of times we don't get a lot of emotion back from them from something that we've written, right? A poem. Especially a poem. And for both of them, they really had stopped and really you could tell it sinking into them. So it was really neat to see their reaction to something that you did as well. Thank you. It was, yeah, it was an emotional connection. I got hugs from both of them. So what I'd like to do is invite Karen back to the radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the mic. Back to the fact that she's the the host, um, the the main host. But anyways, I'd like to invite her back to read her poem at a later time, and then we can talk over that a little bit and talk about that journey a little bit more. I would be happy to do that. I'm hoping I can turn it into a song. That would be kind of cool. But it's definitely one of those spoken art type of poems. So thank you. What came after that was something pretty incredibly special. And that was... Autism Empowerment turns 10 years old in just a few days. Woo-woo! Yes, but how can you summarize 10 years in just a few magazine pages? I don't know. How can you do that? We knew we were going to do an article. But wow, how can you thank all the people you want to thank? How can you share all the stories that you want to tell? How can you shine a light on all the work that has been accomplished in a decade, but also all of the important issues that still need work? And how do you bring about what's yet to come? There are so many people whose lives our paths have crossed with. This was tough. You actually had some mental challenges with that, trying to figure out, making sure we didn't hurt anybody along the way. Yeah, this was tough. This was meltdown tough. Meltdown tough. We didn't want to leave anyone out. But we needed to do something or we would end up honoring no one. It was one of those situations where I had to get down on my knees because this is just something that's bigger than me, way bigger than me. We wanted to do the best that we could, make sure that we would honor the people that were served. We thought what we could do, since there was no way we'd be able to include everything we wanted to in just a few magazine pages, we figured... John and I would start to tell the story of some of our early days behind the scenes of the organization. We'd give some thank yous to some of the really great board members and key volunteers along the way, and we would share some of our lessons learned. And after we did that, we then gave our amazing graphic designer, Dave Bourne, the unenviable task of sorting through all the must-haves, all the would-like-to-haves, all the I hope you can fit it in if we have room halves, the oops, I just found this picture, you need to try to fit it in halves. And we asked him to fit all of these beautiful photos within three pages. It's interesting because Dave's been with us a long time too, Mm -hmm. um, doing the magazine. And it was actually, this this issue was tough for him too, because he knew how important it was to us, the big us. And because he's part of that big us yes, as well. Yeah. Really, it's an impossible task. And yet, Dave did such an inspired and awesome job. And literally, John, we had thousands of photos. Now, we didn't give him... Th- I, I'm sure I gave him way more than 
necessary for his <laughs> particular appreciation of the whole situation. But I didn't want to leave anybody out. There's so many people that, oh, are so... So if you Incredible. don't see yourself in the magazine, you are in the magazine. You are in our hearts. You are in our There's soul. a representation you of you. Us. That's the thing. We wanted people to be able to see that even if it wasn't them, even if it wasn't their family member, that it was someone like them, that there were all ages represented, all ethnicities, that they could see the spectrum. They could feel the spectrum, not just the autistic spectrum, but the human spectrum. So... That was what that was about. The thing is, this article is just meant to be the beginning of our celebration, which takes a look back at 10 years, as well as where we are now and where we're going in the future. This summer, in July and August, we're doing a podcast mini-series called Behind the Scenes of Autism Empowerment. And we'll talk more about that on our 10th anniversary show, which is coming up on June 3rd. I do have to say, though, whether you've participated in any of our programs, any of our events or not, maybe you're just listening to this podcast for the first time and that's your first connection with us, please check out the magazine and check out those montages. Check out those photos. Feel those people's energy. I think they really captured the spirit and the spectrum of the community. Ambassadors for acceptance of all abilities, young and old, individuals and families, multiple genders, races, and ethnicities, and even an animal or two. I love that. Thank you, Karen. You're welcome. Now off to recreation. That started off with a kick. Indeed it did, and it ended with a pie in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that section started out with an interview that you did. Would you like to talk about it? Absolutely. The interview was with Julia Borgello of Salmon Creek Top Soccer, which stands for the Outreach Program for Soccer. It's a community-based program with different groups around the nation. We met Julie and her family about 10 years ago at a top soccer group that was located here in East Vancouver when our two kids were playing in the same league that their kids were playing in. About six months after that, they started Salmon Creek Top Soccer, which is in the northern part of Vancouver. Julie's husband, Gary, joined the Autism Empowerment Board of Directors on July 2014. And we've been so blessed to have them in our family, Julie, Gary, Lauren, and Zach. An amazing family. In the article, we talked about its organization and how it's coming out of COVID-19 and what it's going to be looking like for the future. It's a very inclusive program for ages four through adulthood and includes youth and buddies and lots of fun. And of course, a soccer ball. We also talked in the article about some of their successes some of the player stories, and awards. And there's also another fun fact here, a fun fact alert. I need a fun fact. What is that fun fact alert? So we have an Autism Empowerment Podcast Facebook page. There will be a post of a picture of someone being pied from Salmon Creek Top Soccer. When that picture comes up, you need to respond to that particular post and guess who that person is. And if you're correct hint, it's me, then you will be put in for a drawing. To win some autism empowerment merch? Absolutely. Yeah. And if enough people, this is to get listener engagement and also for my own humor, if enough people can really put John's name on there, then we can guarantee that he will get pied again by Julie and perhaps even myself at another top soccer event this summer. Excellent. And yes. we'll take a picture of that as well. Yes. 
Top Soccer, they've done such an awesome job with their program. Julie has been so dedicated to that. I remember that. Zachary loved it so much. She wanted it to continue, and it's been going all these years, and they've done such an awesome job. So it's just a really great story. Please check that out. So also in that same section, there was also another 10-year anniversary. There was, and it's another person who's very close to us, and that is Brian Tashima. The article is called 10 Years of Joel Suzuki, a Retrospective. Brian Tashima is also on Autism Empowerment's Board of Directors, and he is also a huge part of our editorial advisory board for Spectrum Life magazine. We like to think of him as our renaissance man of our board. He writes books and comics and screenplays. He's a lead singer in a rock band. He's a philanthropist, just to name a few things about him. I think he makes beer as well. I think so. Also, our oldest kids grew up together in the same school, same grade, both on the spectrum, and they went to birthday parties with each other. At one of those parties, we got talking about a book project that he was starting to honor and celebrate his son and others like him on the spectrum. So we got to talking about how we had just founded Autism Empowerment. And before you knew it, we were partnering together. I was reading his books and he was participating in the organization and Oh, just so many great things have come as a result of that friendship. So this particular article is a retrospective written by Brian. Includes some neat pictures that have never been seen before in any of our magazine articles. And it is a neat look back at his journey, as well as some fun stuff that you've never seen. Thank you so much, Karen. Next section is education. It's packed with three articles. Can we go over those articles next? I'd be happy to. The first article in the education series this time is Lessons Learned from COVID-19. After taking off an issue, Aaron Blackwelder, our educational contributor, is back. He's a high school English teacher at a school in a rural part of Woodland, Washington. As we know, this last school year has been like no other. But for someone like Aaron, who was teaching over 23 years, it was a whole nother level of difficulty Balancing hybrid learning with hybrid 2.0, with two kids in high school, with equity issues for students in his school, difficulty accessing the internet, all sorts of different challenges that came into place. He talks about a lot of really important lessons learned from the year that can hopefully be incorporated into future learning cycles. There's also an interesting story that he tells within the article about a visit where He went to a student's home who happened to be on the spectrum, and it was just very touching. There were a number of different lessons in that article. Two of them that meant the most to me were equity is essential and learning must be humanized. So check that article out. Also, this particular section had, for the first time, two articles by Diane Wiscarson of Wiscarson Law. We really want to give a big thank you to Diane for all of her support and her staff over the past few years. I'm so glad that we had the space to be able to include two articles because there was so much in education this year that went on. The first one in this particular section that she wrote along with her co-contributor, Carly Cannon, was called Transitioning to In-Person Learning. That article gives advice to families on how to prepare their children for the transition back to in-person learning in the fall. Even with things starting to open up a little more here in Oregon and Washington, and I know it's different throughout the country, there's still a lot of unknowns in how the fall is going to look in the schools. Many of our students have been away from a physical classroom 
for over a year. There are some great pieces of advice here for parents and students to help students practice for their return to either school or a work type of transition program. The second article by Diane and her team included collaboration with Taylor Lewis. That article was called One-to-One Support in the Classroom. It was a discussion about the who, what, when, where, why, and how of having one-to-one support for students in the classroom and how that works. What that looks like for people who may not be familiar is that if a student is on an individualized education program and they need extra learning support, they might have a one-to-one aide or paraeducator that would be in the classroom with them that would provide them extra support for either staying on task, perhaps transitioning from classroom to classroom, maybe assisting with certain types of tasks that might be difficult to do physically. There's a lot of different things that an aide might be assigned to help a student do. So the article covers a little bit about one-to-one aids, how they come about, and is one of those important types of things that you don't usually get a behind-the-scenes look on. Thank you so much, Karen, for that. Now on to health and wellness. This is another celebration section. Yes, it started out with a regular column that we have each issue called Ask Spectrum Life. This time, we had a behind-the-scenes look at our celebration of five years with Spectrum Life magazine being a part of Autism Empowerment. We started the article with a little history of the magazine, our relationship with the original founder of Spectrum's magazine, Courtney Freetag, how we got started, how we acquired the magazine, a little bit about our favorite covers and where we're going. Fun fact alert. Fun fact alert. I think it's fair to say we both know what our favorite cover is. Absolutely the first one. (laughs) Why is that? Why is that? Because our youngest was on the cover. And also you. (laughs) Well, mainly because our youngest was on the cover. Yeah, proud parent moment. To be honest, we did not come in with magazine publishing experience. Now, John and I write. We do a lot of different things creatively, but we had never published a magazine. So we weren't sure how exactly it would be received. And we figured that if, for some reason... The only issue we ever published was the first. The grandparents would be really happy to have a picture of their grandson on the cover. And of course, our older child took some pictures that got to be put in the magazine as well. So everybody got a little hand in that. Fortunately, we continued and people liked it. We're actually now on issue number 18 that we've published under Autism Empowerment. Isn't that amazing? Yes, that is so amazing. What I liked was that at the end of the article, Dave Bourne did a full-page pictorial, which had pictures of all 18 covers that we've had under Autism Empowerment. Six were under the Spectrum's magazine name, and then we switched it because we thought Spectrum Life magazine fit us a bit better, and 12 were under that name. It was really neat to see all of the covers side by side. And what you could see then was some diversity as well. And showing diversity on our cover and throughout our magazine pages has always been really important to us because we want people reading or seeing our magazine to be able to look through the publication and feel that they belong by seeing representations of themselves there. So it's a neat article. Check that out. Then our last article in the health and wellness section is by our longtime health and fitness contributor, Ryan Lockard. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, I'd be happy to. Ryan Lockard from Specialty Athletic Training wrote an article called Starting a Healthy Fitness Routine for Us. In the article, he talks about how a person can start 
a physical fitness routine. The neat thing about Ryan is that we've actually known Ryan since February of 2013. It's really neat to see throughout the magazine all of these lives that we've come into contact with intertwined with so many people. Fun fact. Fun fact alert. Fun fact alert. Ryan in specialty athletic training came out to one of Autism Empowerment's egg hunts for acceptance of all abilities. That was 2013? Yeah. And these guys were out there in the parking lot being our security for us and managing. And we had, I think, almost a thousand people there that year. They did such a great job. Another fun fact. Fun fact alert. Another fun fact alert is that the picture in the article starting a healthy fitness routine showcases a number of young adults who live at Stevens Place, which is one of the locations where specialty athletic training does their training. It's also where Autism Empowerment has a lot of their activities, like Autism Serves Kids Care Club. Very nice. Last but not least is our therapy section. And there was one article in there that was pretty powerful. Karen, would you like to talk about that? So oftentimes in our therapy section, we feature different types of therapy practices, speech therapy, OT, that kind of thing. But because of Mental Health Awareness Month, because we've been getting so many different emails and calls and cries out for support, people in crisis, we wanted to include an article about a topic that affects a lot of people in our community as well as the ADHD community. We knew that Dr. Service would be a really great person to write this because this was in his area of expertise. It was a topic I had researched a while back because it was something that um, I could relate to and I knew it was affecting a lot of teens and adults in our community. Rejection-sensitive dysphoria, a term that is sometimes known as RSD. What it is, it's an intense emotional response caused by the perception that you have disappointed others in your life, that you've been rejected. And we all want to be wanted. It's part of the human experience. However, for some, it can be more than a desire. And the mere perception or thought that you're being rejected can cause enough emotional and physical pain that those who experience it will go to great lengths to avoid it. So the article describes what RSD is, why it exists, and what kind of support there is that's available. So this is a really good piece in the therapy section, and we're happy to include it in this issue. Thank you so much, Karen. I know that was the last article in the magazine, but before we go, I do have a couple more housekeeping questions. Where can people find a copy of Spectrum Life magazine once the deliveries have been made? On our Spectrum Life magazine website at www.spectrumlife.org, there's a section called Find a Copy, and this will tell you where you can find a copy. Now, we'll have this information in the Autism Empowerment Podcast show notes at the autismempowermentpodcast.org website as well. But please note that if you're looking for a physical location to pick up the magazine, not all places are accepting the magazine still due to COVID restrictions. Although a lot of places are opening up right now, we're at probably about, what, 80% would you say, John? I'd say 80, 85%, yeah. Yeah, so we will have that list updated shortly after we complete delivery. And we're expecting to have about all the locations pretty close to accepting the magazine by fall. I would agree with that, too. I think everything will be fully back open for deliveries at that point. So we will have those lists. When you go to the Find a Copy page, we list by city, and then we list the name of the distribution point with an address. 
If you can't pick up a copy, we also have the electronic version of the full magazine as well as individual blog articles up on the website, and those will be there by Tuesday, June 8th. Remember, you can always look back at past issues of the magazine as well. And then we do have a subscription option available for $20 a year in the United States. This is a great way to make sure you don't have to worry about getting a copy. You have one mailed to you and it covers the cost of shipping and handling. It's also a really neat idea to be able to send to family members, to introduce friends to the community and to get them involved and engaged as well. And so one final fun fact, John. Fun fact alert for the final time. (laughs) Final fun fact. (laughs) We're also having a special contest this time with the magazine, and we want to know what our readers, and this includes you podcast listeners, think of the publication and our direction for the future with the content that we produce. Not just the content with the magazine, but the content with the podcast, okay? So in celebration of our 10th anniversary. 10 years. 10 years. 10, 10, 10. 10 lucky winners are going to win autism empowerment merch and gift cards. The QR code and link to enter is in the magazine, but it will also be in our show notes as well as at our autismempowermentpodcast.org website. So please go ahead and check that survey out. We'll have a deadline of August 15th, 2021. We will announce the winners. I'm not sure when, maybe late August, early September. We'll figure that out, but we'll also do it on air for authenticity purposes. So please share your favorite articles and let us know what you think. Karen, this has been extremely fun, especially with the fun facts. (laughs) Uh, I like that um, new aspect of this particular show. So before I turn this back over to you to close us out, I want to thank all of the listeners out there who tuned in today or whenever you've tuned in. It really means a great deal to us. We're here for you. And I want to thank Karen for spending this time with me. It was great being back in the studio. So thank you to Karen. So turning this back over to you. John, I have had a fantastic time with you today. I am so glad that we are back in the booth together and I look forward to our next collaboration. Investing in programs like Spectrum Life Magazine in our Autism Empowerment Podcast is an investment in autistic potential. We are so excited to bring content like this to autism and autistic communities, but we can't do it without support of listeners like you. As we go about our lives, may we remember that every day should be a day to promote autism acceptance. Until autistics of all ages, abilities, and intersecting identities have the resources to be safe healthy, enriched, and empowered to live their best lives possible, we need to continue advocating for positive change. Come join us as an Autism Empowerment Ambassador for Autism Acceptance. We appreciate you hanging out with us and thank you for your time. You've been listening to the Autism Empowerment Podcast. If you'd like to get connected with our community, as well as all the great support and content we have planned for the future, please hit the subscribe button and visit www.autismempowermentpodcast.org for show notes, transcripts, social media details, Spectrum Life magazine, and more. As a 501c3 nonprofit charity, we rely upon support from listeners like you to produce our podcast and other programs. We appreciate you leaving a positive review, sharing us with your friends, and considering a tax-deductible donation today. Thank you again.